0: lifelong house seeker and I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number eighty-three of Confidence from Within Podcast. And as always I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And today's episode turned out to be one of my favorite interviews ever with Rebecca Davison. And we talk about one of my favorite topics, which is money, abundance, but looking at it from a very different, more feminine perspective, and actually understanding some of the principles behind manifesting the life that you dream and desire behind like things such as really stepping into the shoes of the person that you already are, but maybe have not given yourself full permission to show up as. And this is such a beautiful conversation. And she really shows this incredible power that we all have inside of ourselves and how to start really making it the external expression of who we are. And really understanding from like early childhood how some of the experiences and feelings of safety or lack thereof really shape who we are later in life, how it shapes our ability to choose what we want and even actually tell ourselves, this is what I want for myself. And which keeps so many of us playing small versus the incredible, magnificent potential that we all have. So she talks a lot about that as well as, you know, really being satisfied with both the journey and the destination. I know a lot of times you hear, oh, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And she talks about how it is about both and how to really make it about both. And I think you're going to really, really enjoy our conversation today. So let me properly introduce you to Rebecca. Rebecca Davison is an intuition coach and spiritual mentor. She helps you shift out of fear and into the most powerful version of yourself through the activation of our, your own inner guidance system, also known as your intuition as a previous banker, Rebecca now helps people shift the narrative around their money story so they can, they can experience tangible results and increase your income by changing their belief system. When we align with the most powerful parts of ourselves, we can create our desires more easily and effortlessly. Rebecca tells you how on her own podcast called Intuitive Abundance, where she teaches you three processes to bring your wildest dreams to reality. Without any further ado, here is Rebecca. Welcome, Rebecca. I am so, so pleased to have on our show today. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Juliana. It's great to be here.
0: Yes. And I'm very looking forward to today's a conversation, and I know this is a very hot topic, <laughs> and I'm very curious to see your perspective and allow you to expand our perspectives on the topic of money and abundance. And I know you do things differently, and I'm really excited to hear all about it. And usually, the way that I normally start episodes is by asking guests to describe what confidence means to them. But for Mm -hmm. you, I'm going to ask a different question. I'm going to ask you to describe in your words, what does abundance mean to you? Because it's more relevant to what we're going to be talking about today.
1: Sure. Abundance to me is all encompassing and it means that everything's taken care of. But it's a place of creativity and play. So it's about playing with desire and then leaning into that and feeling the excitement behind that, the excitement of creation and possibility, and then going about creating your desires. So it's really playing with fields of energy, playing with what's possible for you. And also, too, how exciting and fun and playful and joyful and relaxing that can be when we're in the sweet spot. So that's really what abundance means to be: playful creation.
0: I love it. I love a couple of things you said that i want to highlight the relaxing part which is a lot of times not how it's taught, right <laughs> you know like, look at you know a lot of the things out there there's i would maybe say a little bit more pressure than relaxation so i love that so we're gonna come back to it and the yeah. other thing that i mentioned to you like that the playful the you know version of co-creation of things i recently heard a quote that really touched me that he said that it's not that we need to seek abundance we just need to stop blocking, (laughs) blocking everyone coming in because it's all around us, right? So Mm. let's talk a little bit about this relaxing, joyous, playful aspect of it versus some of the, I would say, energy out there relation to specifically say money as the one that's constrictive and people struggle with it. So let's talk about that a little bit.
1: So I think probably one of the easiest places to start to help people to understand is probably to go back to being a child. You know, as a child, life is one big adventure. It's all about what else is possible. You have a certain level of faith and trust that you are, as a child, taken care of. This is obviously under the best circumstances if you've had a childhood where you have felt safe and protected, ideally. So you have a certain frame of reference where the universe is for exploring life is for exploring it's all about what's the next adventure I was very fortunate to have that kind of childhood mm-hmm. it's all about creative imagination turning the the log of wood into a dragon but the sense of uh safety and exploring and safety and trusting that you get to create through your imagination and have a good time so there's a certain amount of innocence in that but also faith and trust and um enjoyment and pleasure to explore for the sake of exploring rather than feeling like you have to do anything like no child says i have to go and play now right they do it because they feel inspired to do it they want to do it which is a big part of the process right is about desire and we can unpack that a little bit but of course what happens is we get older we get taught that life is serious and money is serious and if you don't have the money then you're not going to survive and that's serious because obviously drills into our central nervous system that if you don't have money then you're not going to survive then you're not going to be safe then you're going to live on the street then you're going to die etc you're going to be exposed to all these hazards so yeah. it's really drilled into us I mean the whole education system is really set up to you know make sure you get this right because if you don't then you are going to go out into the big wide world and not great things are going to happen to you and that steals all the joy out of the creative process oh. of creating Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So we, we get to like 2021 and we're like, oh my God, you know, like wired mm-hmm. into fear. Like, I've got to make this work. And if I don't make it work, like on one level from the ego's perspective, we're like self aware and self conscious. Like, other people are looking at me and I've got to make this work and I've got to get the nice car and I've got to get the beautiful home and I've got to find the amazing partner we go down this pathway that society has often deemed as this is what success looks like. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So intuitive abundance is really about coming back to yourself because everybody has different desires that's why some people get so much joy going and living off grid in the woods and that's their version of abundance they love it they're connected to the earth they're listening to the water each day and the birds and that is their nirvana right we get to choose and somebody else's version of amazing abundance is to be able to jump on the jet and travel around the world and eat caviar etc but it's only often our perceptions and our judgments of those experiences that prevent us from having it ourselves so a big part of the process is not just that playful joyful creation it's even in the first instance which is really the first step of the process identifying what you actually want and of course, the only way to do that is to know yourself, because your value system is going to be completely different to the person next to you. Often, completely different if you're in partnership as well. Sometimes, to your partner. I mean, usually we gravitate towards people who have some of similar values, but we need to know that about ourselves, and we need to know that obviously about our partner as well. If we're co-creating to create something that looks amazing for both of us so to be in a place where you're like taking ownership of what what do i want right it's the biggest question yeah Yeah. right and a lot of times people when i ask them that as a coach they have no idea and the reason is again what i've just explained their desire has been taken off the table because of fear Yeah, so we have to kind of switch that out and go, okay, let's get you feeling safe to even have the desire, Mm -hmm. and then we can explore what's in the way of having that desire come to life. Mm -hmm. Again, the only thing that ever stops us from having what we want is our own resistance, Mm -hmm. our own judgments and perceptions around it. So then we start doing the work, right, of unpacking that. it can be really helpful in the first instance but again you know that's why sometimes we have to we have to do work around safety first if we didn't have a childhood that was safe for example might just take a little bit longer you know sometimes I think when it comes to imprinting conditioning and limiting beliefs people can think that it's hard or Mm -hmm. that it's onerous or that it's going to take forever or I have to shift every single limiting belief that I've ever had that's incorrect. It's really about what's the predominant story that is present yeah. in me. Am I feeling good? Right. If I'm feeling good and I'm taking action on my desires, listening to my guidance, because that's when it's going to come together so much more quickly rather than yeah. just trying to do it from the rational mind. Okay. Yeah. And enjoying the process. So there's quite a few components to bring it together. But I hear what you're saying because. I think even people feel jaded often about manifestation because they're like, they've heard a lot of do it like this, do it like this, right? Do it like that. If you're doing it like this and if you're not getting results, you're doing it wrong. And it's like, whoa, right? Let's pull back from that narrative and bring in a bit more, especially as women, right? We want to be magnetic. We want to attract we don't really want to have to pursue as women if we're in our feminine energy pursuing can feel exhausting yeah. and this is why people as you know end up with burnout adrenal fatigue yeah. ride central nervous systems so for women we want to be in softness receptivity attracting magnetizing our desires and that's not going to come from putting pressure on ourselves to do something it's yeah. more about a way of being
0: yeah absolutely So let I me mean, go back to a couple of things because this has so many amazing things and what I love about the conversation of money specifically is that I see so many overlapping correlations with mm-hmm. the weight loss conversation and I'll say likely one of the reasons why is that those are two such big deep-rooted Struggles that so many individuals and in our conversation here, women experience, right? Maybe not concurrently, but those are two very big ones, like worldwide, right? And things you said about your value structure and the why and what you want, those are very core steps too in the weight release journey that I take women through. And I often mm-hmm. say that once you learn those skills, it actually serves you in all areas of life, including relationship finances, right? So our listeners that are used to hearing me say it from the physical perspective, now getting this wonderful treat of hearing you speak on the financial side of things, and you know, I, you know, as I mentioned in your intro, that you are a previous banker, right? So you've seen money in a very you know, interesting way as opposed to not necessarily opposed to but in relation to what you do and teach now and I think it's so beautiful that you came from that more corporate side of, you know, the perspective of money more like mainstream and the brain is all intuitive aspect to it. It's so interesting but the one thing that I wanted to sort of go back to is sort of explore like when you're talking, so we talked about the fact that as, you know, children and a lot of that connection Survival, right, which I completely relate to. I also was fortunate to have a really good childhood, but growing up in Brazil and physical safety was a real thing or issues with. And even though the family had money, the perception on lack of and you look around you and the whole country is struggling. So those things are imprinted in my nervous <laughs> system for sure. And I think that's why I'm so mm-hmm. In this topic and been, you know, learning more about it for so many years. But the question that I have is In your opinion, why do you feel like, wait, why is money such a worldwide issue that we experience?
1: That's a great question, right? I mean, and on one level, kind of in the three devil, you could say, well, it, of course, it's connected to your security and your survival. Yeah. But deeper than that, for human beings, it's about your value and that is a relationship that we have with ourselves from the moment that we're born just like money and sexuality and a body we kind of have all those things in our lives and we are having a relationship with them whether we are choosing to or not right? Like we're still a single being, whether we're focusing on that or not. The money is still there, whether we're focusing on that or not. And same with our bodies and our weight, whether we're focusing on it, giving it attention or not. So it's intrinsically all comes back to your value proposition that you're extending yourself. And that's not an easy journey. You know, it is complex in the respect. It it requires self-inquiry you know, if you're not really having those conversations or that dialogue or asking yourself those questions, there is a treasure trove really to be uncovered inside of you in regards to what you do think about things. Or, you know, for example, one of the litmus tests we would use with money is like if somebody came up to you and gave you $10,000, no strings attached, Mm -hmm. how would you respond? Would you be like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. That is amazing. Or would you be like, I'm on punked, right? I'm being pranked or I have to pay this back immediately. Or, you know, like there's some kind of hesitation. It can just kind of show you how open you are to receiving and how much you're trusting that life wants to give to you Mm -hmm. as opposed to maybe having some feelings or some narrative that comes up that it's like it's not safe or because often people feel like um, there must be a catch well, there's an agenda here. There's no way that you would give me that money without some yeah. kind of commodity exchange. So the rational brain, right, starts to look. But that kind of thing, like you said, can contract uh, energy. And again, our, our and it just shows us. It's also another way is like if somebody gives you a beautiful compliment, are you able to really receive it into your heart and say, oh, thank you so much? And, again, interesting because they all correlate, right, like money, weight, um, and sexuality. I've spoken before and talked about how men notice, like if they give a woman a compliment, they notice immediately if she can receive it or not. They notice whether she takes it in or whether it just slides off. Mm. Right. And, and, again, right, like when you are a little bit more aware, a little bit more sensitive to energy, you can actually see that. And it is huge in terms of being able to receive what you want. And money, of course, is a huge aspect of that. We have to feel safe in order to receive it. If we've been hurt, if we've been heartbroken, we can create defense mechanisms. We can shut out other people. We can shut out money. We can shut out our desires in terms of our weight and our body, right? We have to feel safe in order to receive what it is that we want. And that's the journey. You know, how do you get to know somebody at a party? You go and ask them questions. Same of your intuition. You have to ask questions and develop a relationship for you to get your version of intuitive guidance because it's different for everybody. And it will lead you because intuitive guidance is directive. It will show you. It won't show you the outcome, but it will show you what to do. It will say, go to that barbecue, right? Or, you know, avoid that right, it's always kind of guiding you, but for example, it's not linear and not rational, and I use the example of going to a barbecue, for example, you might be saying, how do I create more income, and then your intuition says, go to that barbecue, right, and your mind's going, well, that doesn't make sense, right, yeah, but if can. you follow, <clears throat> excuse me, if you follow your guidance and go, you get there, and then you meet somebody who becomes a client,
0: yeah, totally
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so it's being willing to uh, i guess work outside of the box and that is definitely about your value proposition you know you have to value yourself enough or have enough courage to even put yourself in that environment where that can take place you know so and again that's a process of listening to yourself asking yourself questions Um, looking at your belief system and your intuition can show you all of that as well can show you where you're stuck where you're holding contraction where you picked up something from when you were five years old that's actually not serving you and it's actually blocking money from coming into your reality can show you how if your nervous system is able to take a big leap in income or if it's not Mm -hmm. right because you think about it if you're really stressed and you've got Fear around a big income leap because some people from the rational mind they go, No, I would love a hundred thousand dollars, right? Yeah, but the body goes, No, yeah, (laughs) because of all the subconscious belief systems. So, but you can use that intuitively to go, Okay, are you ready to make a quantum leap in your income? And if your central nervous system is kind of not in a safe place, then your body will kind of say, No, and then it's just information you can change it but yeah it's um you know and a lot of the work is being aware of the things that we were imprinted with a lot as a child I'm sure you've noticed the same yeah Yeah, It regards to food or eating same with money you know money doesn't grow on trees like if grandpa walks around and says that and we just keep hearing it by the time we do go out to get a job it comes up right and we go money doesn't grow on trees and then we're like you know, we have to do the work to go. Where did I pick that up? Is it even true? How do I take the charge out of that belief system?
0: Yeah, and love it. And I'll say something very quickly here and then I'll go back to our main theme. But I actually heard somebody counter that belief, which so many people have. And she Mm -hmm. says, "Well, if money is made out of paper, it does grow old trees. (laughs) And I say, you know what? That is true. Like in Canada where I'm located, money is no longer made out of paper. But if you think of, i don't know american dollars i'm pretty sure it's two paper (laughs) like it does grow on trees like yeah you're right but back to (laughs) to our point here so the one thing i wanted to bring back to this said earlier on um which i think i just want you know to say it out loud again so people hear, and it's so important and you mentioned that when we look at our limiting beliefs and yeah it's going to be an incredible number of them we don't have to Work on every single one of them, which would just make people feel, oh my gosh, I could never get this. in, like, go to the primary story, right? So I think that's so important. And the yes. other thing that I want to mention as well, um, and I was going to ask you, but you kind of, I've had the answer, is how does, you know, intuition present itself, right? And I'll, I'll share an experience that I had that's kind of parallel to your barbecue example. point that I'll, you know, see if maybe you can go a little deeper as well. But, um, i i've been consciously working on allowing my intuition to speak to me for a long time but i would say years back and there's a very specific situation that happened that i didn't understand until after that that's what happened but i was supposed to go to this event that i decided got an invite for saying okay i'm gonna go and my mind did not want to go i was tired i felt i didn't know anyone i was uncomfortable But a part of me knew I was going regardless, right? So I'm getting dressed and I'm telling my husband, I don't think I'm going to go. I'm get the car keys. I don't think I'm going to go. I'm fully dressed, makeup done, hair done. I I drive until the event. I park because I I don't think I'm going to go in. And I walked in. It was the most bizarre. It was almost like two sides of me were talking, but one was leading the way. And because of that event, I got two very significant business opportunities that translated into new clients and opportunities. And it was probably one of the most important events I attended in all my years Mm now working. And I had no intention consciously of being there, but I had to be there. (laughs) And a part of me drove me there, right? So it was Mm -hmm. so significant. And I look back at the day. I didn't think I was going to get out of the car. I was in the parking lot. I got a good parking spot. And it did happen for me that way. And now I have different ways. But what are some ways that people, especially if somebody that's just, say, newer to looking at money and abundance from this perspective, that they would even know if it is their intuition speaking to them or if it's just their mind, you know, telling them what to do?
1: Well, ironically, one of the best things to do is to start really listening to your body, right? Because your body is your sacred temple and it's bringing you guidance and information and wisdom all the time. Yeah. Like your body will tell you immediately if you walk in a room and you don't feel safe. Totally. Right? And But if you're not listening, then that's where people can end up feeling, you know, because the worst thing is to, you know with boundaries boundaries are interesting right because as children we don't really and especially as teenagers right when we start exploring sexuality we don't really know the boundary until the boundary has being crossed right. right and it's kind of like we have to work backwards right but there's nothing worse well there is one thing worse than having somebody else cross our boundaries is doing it to ourselves <laughs> Right, so being the person who's willing to start creating a relationship with your body, with your mind, with your intuition, where wow. you are listening. Right, and of course, when people are first starting, you know, like there's different kind of levels. Like often, the universe will show you repeating numbers to get your attention. You might feel goosebumps. Like I, when I first started developing my intuition, I get goosebumps when I knew the truth was present. Oh, wow. um, you know, like physical hunches or sensations, like a feeling of maybe like don't do that or yes, go towards that. But you can learn all these things, right? You can learn your intuitive yes and no in your body. Wow. you can learn how to ask great questions and then notice the response that comes through, because the universe does speak in energy, frequency and vibration. So we have to learn that language. a lot of the times they think people, because of course we have to work with the ego and the rational mind. We want the universe to kind of come to us, but that universe will never override our free will. So we have to initiate. We have to activate that conversation because we are the creator, right? The universe wants us to own it and therefore activate it and initiate it. But yeah, and again, when you're first starting, uh, you know, learning to listen is a really good place to start, right? To listen to yourself, to listen, to sit down and meditate, And actually listen like a lot of time people like oh meditation i can't quiet my mind but if you sit down and listen to a constant noise in your environment it becomes really easy really fast yeah and to shift your perspective and go hey instead of meditating i'm going to sit down and listen to the universe because what you're doing in that moment is you are being still Presumably, you're doing it in solitude, in silence, which are all required for the universe to be able to speak to you. Mm-hmm. You have to be receptive. You have to be open. You have to create the space. You have to make it a priority. You know, and that's one of my biggest missions on the planet, right? Is to make mm-hmm. people understand that if they make their intuitive guidance, their connection to source energy, their highest priority, life can be really easy. Yeah,
0: and I think choice Right, that totally.
1: joy and that fun that you're talking about. Yeah, right. And I have a, you know, I have exactly the same example with the barbecue, for example. I was going to an art gallery five o'clock on a Friday night, being invited to an event. I didn't want to go, I was mm-hmm. tired. Said to my intuition, though, I said, Will it bring me profit? And profit to me isn't just money, it is also connections, having a good time. I went, had an amazing time. Got two new clients that night, which was actually, you know, worth $6,000 for me mm-hmm. at that point in time. So that was well worth getting off the sofa. And again, mm-hmm. your sense was probably more based on like a feeling in your body. Like you were just kind of following the feeling where just the only difference, right, is I'm actually literally asking the question and getting the awareness and then responding to that. So it kind of gives you a nice frame of reference i guess in regards to yes you can communicate to the universe that easily and if you follow through on it you will create amazing outcomes and that's not actually hard but it does take effort it takes it takes a little bit of courage too because of course when we connect with the universe it's uncertain it's unknown so we're strengthening our ability to be present to uncertainty and to the unknown and for humans that takes a little bit of courage right because we like certainty but we also like uncertainty
0: yeah absolutely awesome hey there are you a woman over 40 who wants to release excess weight but keep self-sabotaging your progress. If you are tired of all the, all you need is more willpower advice, then I created just a free training for you. Set aside 60 minutes today and I promise you, it will be worth your time. I will go over the three main mindset shifts you need to make if you want to release weight for good, which does not rely on willpower. I will review to you why the strategies that worked in your 20s and 30s don't seem to work anymore and I will also show you which hormones play a big role in weight release once we turn 40 and beyond. This is a value-packed masterclass and it is for you if you want to discover my step-by-step system to help you regain your energy, get rid of cravings, and get back into alignment with your body. And of course, drop some pounds too. All you have to do is go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash free training to watch this on-demand masterclass or just send me a DM on Instagram for the link at naturally.joyous. So again, it is naturallyjoyous.ca slash free training. So many things I don't say too. So let's see what comes in priority in my mind. So the one thing that I'm to say, what I often mention to people, I make a reference like, if you think of like a car radio like you're driving Mm -hmm. on the street you can tune into different frequencies and you get different sounds music Mm -hmm. talk shows or whatnot right and it's kind of like in a way it's tuning into that and Mm
1: -hmm. I would say
0: what you mentioned about the physical connection to the body it is one of the primary ways that I receive my my guidance and it's really like in the In my gut. I know people talk about gut feeling, but for me, it's almost like this visceral reaction. And Mm -hmm. I've been in a couple of situations in my profession that I had to make pretty significant financial decisions of spending dozens of thousands of dollars into whatever Mm programs, coaching, and stuff. And the times that it was right, it felt very good in my body. Mm -hmm. But this one time in particular, and I decided to not, and later learned that that was a very blessed decision like i i remember like my husband was part of the conversation with me and as i'm telling him about it my body was almost like curled up a bit and i it wasn't even like stomach ache or anything like that it was just like this pull, and i was in so much physical discomfort Mm -hmm. until the decision to pass on the opportunity was made because from my amygdala i was being fed all this. You know, beautiful things would happen. It's it was very stimulating, bringing all this fear missing out. But the the intuition in my gut was it, it actually overpowered that I had to stop and be still and feel in my body, and then it was certainty that it was you know a no for me. But it was such a profound physical reaction, and mm-hmm. I think because of my you know, spinal issues and the chronic pain history I have, I'm very in tune to my physical body, which say my husband, for example, wouldn't be. But even then, like he was beyond that, like he was a very incredible level of clarity, but I had to stay suited to what, if, am I having gut issues or is this my intuition talking to me? And it became very clear that that's what it was. And, you know, I'm happy that the decision was made like that. And the other thing she wanted to mention, just as an example, how it comes to me, I find that I have a very active mind, very controlling mind, <laughs> as in once everything very much specific ways and things like that. And times that I try to force together the answers, it often doesn't come to me. But when I'm driving or in the shower for some reason, those are the two times that I think my mind is focused on something else that requires attention and mm-hmm. i get to the point that sometimes i have to park on the side of the road and get my phone and record things because i just get you know rushes of ideas and it is just literally transcribing as much as i can and, and then i read back like wow like wow and then i take inspired action right so i just wanted to mention those two forms that i've realized that i'm being guided through that way and -hmm. the goosebumps are really interesting as well i have never i don't think experienced them so just to give your listeners different ways to start observing right and looking for their guidance now my next question for you and you mentioned a little bit it's a perfect segue you said okay we get the guidance and then we take action right and one of the things that i get asked sometimes like well should we like what is the point of doing anything like if the universe is just going to provide and do but you said no we are actually creators right of our reality and circumstances and the whole concept of taking those inspired actions rather than just busy actions i think it has a lot of value there so go a little deeper in terms of when you have the inspiration how do you translate that into actually taking action
1: well, an interesting way to really describe this, especially for female business owners, because, you know, like what you were talking about even before, about how, because the mind does love logic, right? It loves <laughs> like logic also too, like you have to look at it though, because sometimes it can be connected to wanting to control outcomes and we the only reason we try and control anything is because we want to feel safe right so we want to know what's going to happen next so again this is the journey of self-trust and one really handy way to look at it really is through the masculine and feminine energy Mm -hmm. because it doesn't take long you know you just need to pop onto social media and you can see a lot of people a lot of women because they're in fear they've gone into uber masculine energy. Yeah. and it's all about come on let's get the results let's drive it home let's climb that mountain and and again depending where you're at in your journey that can quite often feel repellent right because it feels too hard too strong too forceful right and again as women in our true essence as women when we're balanced in our masculine and feminine wow. there's no need to push anything mm-hmm. right There's no. Need to do that so to really be in a space to starting to do some of that inner work again in regards to where am I at within my own masculine and feminine do I trust my masculine that is a huge question when it comes to abundance because money has more of a flavor of being masculine right it's connected Mm -hmm. to survival safety protection um, providing which are masculine attributes right And again, every man on the planet, I think, is wired to a certain extent to protect, right? Protect and provide. And recognizing that in men is really important to be able to say to your partner, you know, you're such an amazing partner, you're such an amazing provider, you're such an amazing protector, I appreciate about that, about you, because it's intrinsic to masculine energy. Mm -hmm. So even for ourselves, kind of looking at, you know, because often too, we have feminine energy has no value right, it's just as beautiful and it's nurturing, but in the workplace or in business, is it really going to help me to create what it is that I want? So starting to look inside of ourselves again and doing the inner work to go, okay, what does it take to, to trust life, myself, my masculine energy, money, start asking these kind of questions. And how does my feminine energy feel in regards to receiving? Because we have to be open to receive as women. Right? So again, how safe do I feel about that? But in terms of developing your intuition, really, the process comes from self-inquiry. Right? We have to ask ourselves questions and then we have to be still and listen to how our body responds. We have to be still and notice what happens in our environment. You know, if somebody comes into your world and says something and then 24 hours later, somebody else says the same thing, that's just one of the ways that the universe is speaking to you. Again, like I talked about numbers. There's mul- I mean, the universe is talking to you literally all the time. That's yeah. why yeah. listening in the first instance, the best thing you could do to initiate your intuition is to start to listen. To even say, hey, universe, I'm ready. Start talking to me. And then a book will fall off the shelf. Or you'll have that conversation, and it will have some resonance for you, and you'll be like, "Oh my goodness, right?" Or like you said, you make a decision about something, and if it feels like a massive relief, that's a perfect decision, right? That that was yeah. Right? So noticing those things and being aware that there is this energy that is always supporting you, and it's always there, bidden or unbidden, it's always there. And it's always interested in you and your life. And it's always responding to you. But that's why decisions are so important too, right? Deciding to be intuitive. And there's a few things that I've seen that block people when it comes to developing their intuition. Mm-hmm. One is often they have an agenda, right? They want to make some money, but then, they, then they're then they focused on that. And then they ask their intuition a question like, am I in alignment with increasing my income? So their agenda skews, the outcome like you said before where it kind of blocks it because we're so focused on our desire and we want our intuition to say yes it's all lined up rather than perhaps your intuition might say well actually no you're not lined up at all and then asking more questions because of course that takes more effort right we do live in an age of instant gratification other things where there's a little bit of hollywood glamour around intuition right and that you have to be super psychic or you're doing it wrong oh. intuition is way more subtle than that it is a still small voice of calm we have to create space for a still small voice of calm to be able to speak to us so again being still being silent being in solitude and again like you're right when you're in the shower or you're in the bathroom whatever those ideas pop in because you're not really focusing so much on it, but you're in a state of relaxation. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like your body knows what to do when it's in the shower, right? You wash your hair, you wash your face, whatever, right? That's why the, that receptive state is when the intuitive guidance can come in. Yeah. So yeah, right? And you'll notice that every time. So even asking questions before you go to sleep can be really helpful All to right. get the information when you start waking up. When you come back into consciousness, the information can come back through or asking questions and then going, having the shower and information might come through. A lot of times people get confused and they think, oh, that's not working because they don't get instantaneous answers. Mm -hmm. Again, remember that this is a relationship about trust, right? When you're first starting, like when I first started, I'd ask a question and maybe a couple of weeks later, I would get some awareness. Right, because that was probably reflective of my level of commitment. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, I've been doing this work for 10 years, and of course, I can get an answer just like that because the pathway is clear and open and it's valuable and important and a priority to me. Yeah, you know, well versed. So the path is just, right, but that takes effort, just like any other relationship. You know, your money is a relationship. Your body is a relationship. Your weight is a relationship. Your partner, you know, your value proposition—it's all about relationships. And relationships to be good, they need attention.
0: Love that perspective so much. And what he said about so seeing is a relationship is incredible. And the whole trust element, right? Because you know, in a romantic say relationship, the more you trust each other, the more open and free-flowing and vulnerable you are rather than reserved and protected and afraid, right? And it's no different in this case. But also, like you said, that as you continue to do this for a while and you, quotations, get evidence, (laughs) you know, that that channel is just, you're just like strengthening it. So it's almost like it just gets better and better and better as it goes because you're, you're tuning into it and your connectivity becomes even more clear, right? Every time. Um, which yes. I think is really encouraging, right, for people. And something else you said that was, I don't want to bring it back because I think is profound, is the concept that when you make the universe your priority or your business, like, you know, really looking at the hierarchy of priorities, when that becomes your priority, everything falls into place, right, where so many people you know, put that, all oh, if I have time or if I call my mind, but I'm going to push and struggle. Yeah. And for women, especially, like you mentioned, that is just not necessarily our best path or at all how we create, right? And I think that's why it feels so hard for so many because we're giving generic advice, is that fair to say, <laughs> in terms of how that should work? And it's not necessarily how it works for, for us.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's um, you know, the universe has all the answers. You know, it's, we are just an aspect of the universe. So when we're tapping into universal energies, it has access to so much more that we can't see with our human eyes or even our physical experience. Yeah. So that's why the universe knows that if you go to that barbecue or that event, you know, boom, right? yeah sometimes people give their power away and thinking your intuition's doing it for you and it's like no you're still the one who has to get up off the sofa and get in the car and drive there yeah you're still taking ownership but again i just and it's you know you don't want to go into the contrast but it, it does feel like sometimes that you're talking to the wind we're helping to people to understand that your life doesn't have to be hard complicated stressful because when you're in it and I know what that's like because I've worked in banking and corporate and deadlines Mm -hmm. and stress and amazing how your body can continue to adapt to stress yeah I reckon it took me about 18 months to unravel that once I left physically so my body was not like you know there's another deadline (laughs) Um, but to get to a place where you like you can create your reality the way that you desire but you have to take that first step. You have to initiate it. You have to be willing to make this most powerful part of yourself your highest priority. Because that what that naturally does, of course, is it shifts you into your greatest power. And really what the world needs right now is mm-hmm. everybody in their greatest level of power. We are being wow. summoned, pushed through the contrast into stepping into balance. It's not like women you know, being better than men or men being better than women because those are old dynamics. Yeah. The new dynamic is balance, yeah. right? Cherishing the masculine, adoring the feminine, holding both in balance and esteem and creating from that place. Yeah. Like we're all, mm-hmm. we're all part of the creator and balancing that within ourselves. That's when we get the guidance, we go do it and it feels effortless because we have still taken the action, but we're in that receptivity. That's the balance, right? It just feels good. Wow. And then, like, how can I become more open in terms of receiving? How can more pleasurable can this be? How much more can I lean back and receive more because I'm trusting those universal energies? Wow. Like, the universe literally does have your back, right? Exactly,
0: <laughs> right? And I often say in, in the weight loss space that. Your body has your back and it's sort of like a, a perspective of the whole bigger concept that actually the whole universe has your back not just your body has your back and it's so true and wow like what you said is so profound and it is a message that i really i know in my core that women are ready to hear and they just need to hear it more often right so i really admire the, of the work you do, and um it is of tremendous importance right and very timely as well um and the connection between the two sides i think it's something completely agree with you and i had a very long time like a year ago or so another interview on the podcast about this you know reawakening of feminine energy right which is a concept that um sits really well in my heart but it doesn't mean putting down the other side, right? And having this beautiful blend of the two. And I have very special people in my life, like even male figures in my life that have been showing the two sides in balance. And you see like, it's incredible, like it's so powerful, Mm -hmm. right? To break Mm -hmm. those old constructs that girls are this way, boys are this way, like gender is so fluid. And I think it's the beauty of the the connection of the two sides. Um, So what you said and how it applies to money is really interesting. So thank you for sharing that. Well, you're welcome. This episode is brought to you by The Wage Release Shift, a program that I am so excited to share with you. And actually more than a program, this is a partnership in which I join forces with you to take you on this incredible journey which is weight release. Together, we will explore all the necessary mind shifts to get you to places you've never been before, as well as learn what is going on with your hormones, especially as you transition into later phases of being a woman. All of that combined with tasty, healthy, super easy to make foods and recipes to help you balance hormones each for your needs and release excess weight in the process. If you're curious or ready to learn more and join me and all these other wonderful women on this journey, I encourage you to apply at the link below. To learn more, visit naturallyjoyous.ca slash relief. And I look forward to chatting with you and getting to know you better one final question for you. And I know that you talk about, you know, the three steps required to create abundance. And I always love to sort of, you know, close with something practical or something that our listeners can take. And, and if they want to learn more, then of course, they can come to you. So give us like an overview of what are those three steps to create abundance?
1: So the first one, you know, I mean, safety underpins all of it, but the first one is to identify what it is that you actually want. Because, like I said, there might be some pre-work before that to get to a place where it's safe to even have desires. Desire is just pure feeling, right? It's like I'm choosing this because it feels amazing. Right. And there's there's no other you know like no rational judgment criticism perspective on it it's just like oh my goodness that would feel amazing so then it's about well how do we choose to go about creating it so the first one is really identifying your desires feeling safe to have desire uh, cultivating the feelings of desire within yourself giving yourself permission often a lot of the time to say yes you can It and of course, naturally, that leads into number two, which is melting the resistance. Because as soon as we identify a desire, right, the narrative pops up, right? Why that's not possible, or that's going to be really hard, or that's too much, or you know, all the narratives often that we've been told or that we've imprinted. And that's where the work, you know, about releasing the thought processes, the belief systems in a way that feels calm. Because i've seen people put so much pressure on themselves where they go oh my goodness i have this belief system and instead of just going it's okay let's just incrementally shift it and soften it and be gentle with it and move it they go i have to do this i have to make this huge jump yep but it's softly softly gently gently right don't put pressure on yourself learn to be kind to yourself learn what it takes to be in satisfaction as we're moving into your goals, because there's a huge thing on the planet, right? Like I'm here and I should be here. Mm-hmm. We want to collapse that paradigm, be satisfied with where we are as we're still continuing to create. A lot of people don't trust that because they think if I'm not putting pressure on myself, I'll lose my motivation. Mm-hmm. That's not true, right? It just becomes more pleasurable. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And then move into melting that resistance. And of course, the third step is really the person that you wish to become, they have the answers. And this is a beautiful thing about intuitive guidance, right? There is no energy on the planet that you can't tap into. So your future self, your higher self, the part of you that knows what it is to be the multimillionaire, to have it all, to feel amazing in her body, et cetera, you can ask her for wisdom and guidance, right? She is the energy you're wanting to embody, bringing her here to the now and asking her, How would you handle this? What would you say? What would you do? What's the most powerful version of yourself bringing it into the here and now? And it's super fun, right? The process of creation and this journey it's beautiful right it's really beautiful it's so much fun to actually get to know yourself to explore yourself to kind of look at yourself with gentleness loving compassion and a bit of humor right to go look at that right look I've got that belief system that is so funny and you can see because they're always trying to keep you safe your belief systems right so love them for that but also recognize that perhaps it might be holding you back from what it what it is that you desire and that's okay because it's just awareness to go thank you so much for being there but yeah, it's time yeah. for me to grow
0: absolutely yeah. the one thing that you said uh you know the word that comes to me like when you say you make a, a request or you put a, a real concrete intention a desire out there Mm -hmm. and you become receptive and things start to come to place and then we know when you look back like when you mentioned about that event that you went right Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and then you see the I call it the perfection of all the pieces the plate and how you're so good Mm -hmm. that for me is one of the most humbling experiences like sometimes I even get like tears of gratitude in my eyes to say oh my goodness and we were part of that co-creation right but you know and it, it happens in the most subtle ways, like you know, nowadays with modern technology. Like I had something that was percolating in my mind for a while recently, and I put it out there in a way that I really wanted this to become something. And I'm telling mm-hmm. my husband, but more so to the universe, but communicating with him. And in the course of, let's say, two weeks. Mm-hmm. A team member in my team took the initiative to chat about me about something related. I got an email, a Facebook ad for something, it. all this incredible. It was almost like a tsunami of opportunities, information. And I had such clarity within two weeks of exactly how this would play out in the business and help other people. And it was the most incredible thing. And then just to stop and think, I almost felt like this rush of this gratitude is so humbly and this is just like one small example right like in our lives we have 24 hours of opportunities even when we're asleep of yeah. connecting with that and that the creation and the trust and it is a beautiful thing and bringing that perspective to money and abundance rather than that more antiquated money's hard money is scarce mm-hmm. and blah 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 right there's so many people limit even the their impact because they see money mm-hmm. or lack of as a hindrance it is absolutely powerful so yeah so uh, the glimpses of the experience that i had with what you're saying have been so profound and i really wish that women access <laughs> that yes.
1: information yeah. It's so much more pleasurable, right? You get to do money your way. And I know from working in banking, like I saw, I worked in private banks. So I worked for people who are high net worth and they still had their money stories. Like there was one guy who was making like $20,000 a week. By the time the next week came around, he'd spent it all. Like he couldn't hold the energy oh, of money. Yeah. Right. And and just learning the psychology. And again, talking about mortgages or finance or investments or you know all of that is beneficial but it really is five percent right you have to trust yourself to be able to make an investment that pays returns right trusting yourself is way more powerful than going should I take that share or that share you if you're trusting yourself and you're knowing then you're going to make great decisions I've seen it a million times there was one guy it was amazing. He'd sold a business over in the United States and he was bringing back, you know, millions of dollars. And he would what he would do is he would sit down. I mean, he was reading the markets, but he was also checking inside to make those decisions, right? And he would put orders in, which means when the order, you know, their conversion rate hit that, it would automatically convert every single time a coconut, like within a 24-hour period, boom, boom, boom and he would often have a range right of exchange rates you have to be following some kind of internal guidance to have that level of trust but again you know that's a whole other realm when you actually get to the practical side of using your intuition making financial decisions the sky's the limit in terms of what's possible in terms of your creation and it's super fun too so but yeah i get what you're saying again this is it's important work because people need to be in their power and you know having money gives you choices and that gives you power. And the power I'm talking about is that balanced humility. It's not control or domination. It's being connected to the most powerful part of yourself. I
0: love it. And for those that love your message, that want to learn more or go deeper in their own journeys of abundance, tell us how you work, best ways to find you, all that good stuff.
1: Cool. So my website is Rebecca, Davison. Is R-E-B-E-C-C-A Davison spelled D-A-V-I-S-O-N dot life l-i-f e. You can find me there. We have the intuitive life academy creating profit for light workers on Facebook. Mm -hmm. and of course the podcast in short of abundance which is on iTunes and spotify and a whole bunch of other places so it has a a picture of me in a green cover so that's a good place to start because it really gives you if you're just interested in starting the journey the fundamentals about your thoughts and your body as an energy field and how it all interconnects in terms Mm -hmm. of state step by step into abundance but yeah I love working with people I usually work with female entrepreneurs oh. who do uh, want to upgrade in their business and take you know to get safe to have those quantum leaps and have them be consistent because again it all gets regulated through your central nervous system and again so it's not you're not doing anything wrong I think that's a really important message for Very people. Message, it's yeah. just like, yeah, you know, like if things lined up, so you feel safe and you feel ready to be able to receive that because a lot of it is going to be the stories we are telling ourselves about whether it is safe to do that.
0: I love it. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Thank you so much for your time today your generosity and sharing those concepts and really for the work you do like I said it's something that I personally adore and I think you're such this beautiful light and I don't know like the way you speak my brain completely understands (laughs) I don't know if it's your vocabulary or what it is but my mind is like yes 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 so I really hope that our listeners get tons and tons out of this conversation so thanks so much Rebecca for your time today
1: thank you so much juliana what an amazing host you've been and yeah i love talking to people who are receptive and open to this and you obviously get it at a really deep level which is fabulous so thank you for having me
0: oh my pleasure thank you so much for listening to confidence from within if you enjoyed this episode take a screenshot and tag me on instagram at naturally.joyous and i will be sure to tag you back